0: Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I am your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley, and today the race has begun. I guess you could say some people will be pushing it to the limit, trying to uh, avoid the echoes of the past, you might say.
1: Certainly, there is a method to the madness.
0: Definitely true. <laughs> we already have some people since we'll be talking about odds on the show today. Someone's already two ten, so very interesting.
1: I, I, you know what, I'm a little nervous that uh, they're going to get more work done on day one of their uh, of their progress than we are tonight.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, I, I think they, there's a very good chance of that happening <laughs> at this point. I would say so.
1: I've spent, I've spent all weekend learning how to use portals properly.
0: There you go. He's ready. He's ready. Because
1: I was so confused on on Thursday that I didn't know what was going on, but now I feel much better about it. Anything after that, though, will be a foreign language.
0: Wing it. That's what that's what they're gonna do. I, I don't. We might see someone get like seven, ten today. The way things are going, we'll
1: see. Yeah, right. I mean, the way that this is no problem apparently, <laughs>
0: but we're gonna be looking at some oddities around the NHL today. Initially inspired by Evans' tweet of the uh, the Norris Trophy odds, which let me pull them up right here, to show you guys. Oh, is this the wrong channel? There it is. There's the one. I mean, he circled for us nicely that Ryan Graves is uh, On one in there. eighteen to to win the Norris Trophy. So that's interesting to say the least. <laughs> um yossi at one and four being the the reigning champ carlson and Hedman up there brent burns is a bit surprising but you know i guess the norris is really to the defenseman who scores a lot more than the (laughs) the actual best defensive one but
1: there are three names on that list where i'm looking at them and i'm like why are you here (laughs) and it's ryan graves neil pionk and alexander Adler. yeah yeah i honestly
0: I, there's some i don't think geo should be anywhere near that list either anymore but
1: i mean geo's like what two years removed from winning one
0: yeah but it, based on last year it certainly looked like he lost a step
1: <laughs> well, and and like i think he's 37 now yeah he's the, old. his season two years ago was a massive outlier even for a great career like what he's had yep it was a huge outlier yeah. And uh, so, like, I'm, I'm fine with him being on there. Well, same thing with Ryan Souter, where you're like, hey, this is respect to a consistent and high-end career. You don't think either one of those guys really have a shot at it? I mean, <laughs> Tory Krug, to be ahead of Quinn Hughes, is downright laughable.
0: Yeah, there's no defense there.
1: <laughs> like, where's, where, oh, hold on, I'm looking around here, and I don't see... St. Louis's actual best defenseman on here.
0: Yeah, no Pareko,
1: eh? There's no Colton Pareko, but Tori Krug is on. This list is so weird.
0: It is very strange. And, like, I'm trying, I can't remember the last time someone won two Norris's back to back, even. So seeing Yossi at the top is a bit odd, even.
1: Yeah, and then, well, and then uh, teammates, Brent Burns and Eric Carlson. Yeah
0: both having coming, great odds
1: coming from like being in the top six of this conversation. top sorry. Top seven of this conversation. When they just finished at the bottom of the lake, the Norris trophy is not going to go to a guy that doesn't even make the postseason, let alone doesn't come within a mile of it. So it's a little odd that they're as high as they are on this list. Although I have said and do feel San Jose has a nice chance to bounce back this year. To at least competitive levels.
0: I also don't understand how you can give Makar and Hughes this much love and leave Darlene down here at 1 in 33.
1: Yeah, that's... Darlene... See, Darlene feels more appropriate because it's like his team's probably going to let him down. It doesn't matter what kind of season he has. His team is probably going to to be a big reason why he does not make very much noise in this thing. Which would have been a perfect justification for putting Carlson and Burns down there as well. Yeah, that's that's why
0: I'm so confused by that.
1: I'd um. like Shea Theodore's is, is the same as Darlene, but Shea Theodore's on a Cup favorite, yep. out west, and is on a top pairing. You know, Petrangelo is way the hell up there, so why not roll the dice with one of those two guys? There you yep. go. Yeah, Ryan Ryan Graves being on this list at all is like is nuts yeah it's it's wild to me and then having better norris odds than dougie hamilton someone brian graves and neil pionk are on a norris trophy odds
0: list did someone misread the james norris trophy as the bud light plus minus award like is that what happened here (laughs) i I don't i don't know what to tell you
1: know like it makes you wonder. I mean, what was what was Neil Pionk's plus minus last year? Wasn't yeah. even good. It's
0: true. I don't even know. let can find, find out. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's see. He was ten. Ten. That's all. That's decent. It's no Ryan Graves, but that's decent.
1: I mean, plus ten on a on a team that gave up a decent amount of goals. Okay.
0: He was minus you're not, six you're not putting, in four playoff it, games. but
1: It's really like somebody went down the list and was like, okay, here's a bunch of teams that this is their number one defenseman <laughs> that also scores points. Let's go. And then somehow Ryan Graves sneaks on here ahead of Sam Gerrard. What?
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
1: And like Alexander Edler, there are several sets of teammates on here too.
0: Yeah, there are multiple yeah, sets.
1: Because you have you have Burns and Carlson, you have Petrangelo and Theodore. Yep. You have McC- McCarr and Graves, and then you have Hughes and Edler.
0: That's so weird.
1: Yeah. No Dougie Hamilton, but not a no Jacob Slavin anywhere.
0: I I don't know what to tell you.
1: And Tory Krug, but no Colton Pareco
0: it's all right just bet your money on my car and make make the 10 to 1 you'll be fine
1: yeah i mean i believe it when jt says he spent 20 dollars on worse things <laughs>
0: true <laughs> true story probably quite easy to do that yeah
1: <laughs> yeah just go to a gas station
0: there you go buy four sandwiches you won't enjoy yourself anyway
1: yeah anyway <laughs> the Spend spend the rest of the day feeling the deep regret and shame.
0: <laughs> um. So, uh, the Norris is just such a weird trophy. Like we've talked before about all of the trophies have their their biases and the voting and all of that. But the Norris in particular is one where not only does the conversation come up of what is good defense, yeah. But then we've seen this award be given out to high-scoring defensemen. We've seen this award be given out as like essentially a, a career achievement award. Drew Doughty basically won it because of that in a year where he was good, but probably not the best defenseman in the league. Yeah. So it's just it's that That was the weird. year
1: where voters had decided Drew Doughty was winning the Norris because Carlson won it the year before. Yep. And they were like, Drew Doughty is winning this award this year and they just made sure that that was the case
0: ignored
1: the season entirely
0: our boy Patrick from the Rockies beat asks when was the last time abs had a defender as high as McCarr, ranking fifth in Norris contention I don't know off the top of my head but I would have to guess it was probably Adam foot
1: I, I was I was gonna say maybe Rob Blake
0: yeah that era for sure because yeah. they, they, it's been a long time since the Abs have really had a top top defenseman like that.
1: Yeah, I, Adam Foot. Adam Foot wasn't even ever viewed like that. You know, he was uh, team Yeah, he was tenth, gave him tons of respect, but tenth in the
0: Norris in 0-2-0-3 was Foot, and that's the closest he ever got.
1: Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if Eric Johnson ever. S- Snuck some votes for one of his decent years. Sure he, and he got some votes. Did he do well enough? No. no
0: at least he's not never, votes. Yeah,
1: He's never gotten a Norris vote. Wow. Not it's even wrong. a fifth place vote from a homer. Yeah.
0: So Rob Blake finished fifth in the Norris in 0203, and that would be the most recent AV to do it. He also finished third yeah, in 0102 uh, in and fourth in. in Two thousand one. That was partially with the Cavs, yeah. but
1: Hey, Francois Boschman got a vote his last year as an Av. <laughs> what do you finish like
0: 27th or something? Twentieth. <laughs> yeah, man. That's so his
1: first year as an Av, sorry.
0: Kale McCar is now the like third highest Norris vote finisher for the AVs ever. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's it's just cool. hasn't it just it's basically the only award that they haven't been competitive in. They've had some Art Ross winners, they've had some MVPs. Um I guess they haven't really been ultra competitive in the Vesna. Uh Patrick Waugh, I think, had some top finishes, but I don't think he ever won it as an av. And then Varley and Craig uh, Anderson. Argue,
0: Varley arguably robbed of one.
1: Basically. I think I think that one came down to shutouts.
0: Yeah, maybe.
1: Because that was the year Varley gave up a bunch of goals in the last minute of games, he had shutouts going. Yep. And Tuka Rask had like eight or nine of them. And and it just yeah. was like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, like they've had some close finishes in Vesna's, but I don't I don't know that they've ever won one. Um yeah,
0: Anderson yeah, then got a fourth.
1: The Norris just hasn't, it has eluded them. Not not super surprising because you look at the history of the abs and really like Bork was at the very, very end of his career. Foot was never really like that guy. He didn't have the offense to push for that award. Blake was really just about it. And now it's Kale McCarr. Yeah, they have Tyson Berry, John Michael Lyles, some great puck movers in their history. Uh, the defense not, just
0: wasn't there. Yeah, yeah.
1: We're not good enough defenders. And then Eric Johnson, good defender, didn't have the offense. So now, you know, Kale McCarr has got the he's got the hype train behind him and he's gotta he's gotta do it. The race the race is on. Yep. Kale, uh, Kale McCarr, Bowen Byron, which one wins the for Norris first?
0: There you go. I have the Amps won every other trophy? I believe, I, other than like the new, new ones, like the Messier Award or whatever, but because Vapa won the Art Ross, the Art Ross, did Hayduk win the Richard? I'm, yeah, so I'm sure Zacak won it. I think he boy, won
1: it. I think I think hey won it the first year. It was the thing that it was an award. Yeah, yeah, Vesna, um, yeah, the Vesna Wad did not win it. He had a second place finish.
0: Yeah, so it's Vesna and and the Norris that they don't have.
1: Yeah. Vesna. they've had a bunch of close calls, though. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, Forsberg and Sackett have won MVPs.
1: Yeah, Wall had five top-five finishes for the Vesna. Jeez. Craig Anderson had the one. Uh, Varley had the year where he finished second. So,
0: I mean, if McCarwin's a Norris next year, that means he had a huge season. So, yeah, it would probably have an impact on his contract. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> In it, it, it's going to be more expensive if that happens, but it's
1: one of his uh, schedule B bonuses too. Yeah, which not that big a deal, but yeah, that's only like a five hundred thousand dollar cap hit. Yep, just, just because he won that award, <laughs>
0: and worth every penny if he wins yeah. the award. <laughs> I mean, you
1: are not complaining about that at all. You are like, okay, cool.
0: <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, interesting to look at the Avs Award history, but we do have to take our first period break there, as I let you guys know, about Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer here at DNVR. You can get dozens of flavors. I They're probably up to like 30 flavors now, to be honest with you, when you include all of their seasonal stuff. They... uh they have all sorts of crazy stuff, but give them a look. You can go to the Breck beer locator online to find them at a local liquor store near you. Or if you're here in Denver, you can go down to the farmhouse in Littleton and get curb side pickup and get $5 off. When you use code DNVR again, check them out. I love all of their beers personally, because I love beer. We also of course have draft Kings sports book, the number one rated sports book app out there. Uh, look, if you want to bet on all this stuff, and, and take our advice, which might not be the greatest idea, based on my track record. Every time I bet on someone and they get injured for the rest of the season. So don't go with me. And I'll, I promise I won't bet on Kale McCarr just for that reason. But, you know, AJ has some good bets out here. Cool. You know,
1: we knocked it out of the park with that Anthony Johnson. Yeah, pick.
0: that's true. Literally knocked it out. <laughs> Sometimes lucky. Sometimes lucky, but you have a bunch of amazing odds boosts every single day with DraftKings Sportsbook. And right now, with basketball just around the corner, if you sign up for a new account and use code DNVR, you have the chance to basically guaranteed double your money on opening day for basketball. You can bet on any team, and as long as they cover a 75-point spread, that is, as long as they don't lose by more than 75 points, you double your money. Seems pretty easy. That's all I'm saying.
1: So. Unless you're betting on UConn women's basketball, you have a good <laughs> chance.
0: You're exactly right. So. Go on in there. Go double your money just because you can with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download their top-rated sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get that 75-point spread on opening night. Again, code DNVR when you sign up. It helps us because they know we sent them to you. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast.
1: Moving on here, Rudo. Uh, yeah, we have we have two two are now at 210.
0: two ten. Two who who else is at two uh, ten? Blood Legion. I don't even know who that is.
1: Excellent. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure limit actually just pushed over huntsman too. So oh, yeah, it looks.
0: Uh, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. This looks like the next area. Cool. So, moving quickly.
1: Wow, off to a off to a really fast start.
0: They're going to be at four ten before we even start.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> They're going to be on the same boss as we are.
0: Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, right. Okay. Next up on our list of oddities around the NHL, we have a list of NHL playoff wins. Since 99 2000, it's an interesting list for a couple of reasons. First of all, Florida has six playoff wins in 20 years. Granted, there yikes. was a canceled season in there, but
1: yikes! Oh, yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You talk yeah. about like these disasters of a team over in the in the two thousands. You think about like Edmonton and, and all these teams picking first overall all the time.
1: Yeah, you think Edmonton and Buffalo total bottom feeders. But
0: uh, look, they're Buffalo's barely in the bottom ten. Like,
1: yeah. Well, and then you remember it was twenty years, and Edmonton had the one cup run that keeps all of this afloat. Yep. Um, Buffalo made the playoffs and won a couple of rounds in the early part of the 2000s. The one that really surprised me here was Columbus because we think of them now as a pretty competitive team, a team with some really good players. For a while now, it feels like a 100 years ago that the Rick Nash trying to get out of the going nowhere Blue Jackets yeah. stalemate took place, which that, that trade kick-started the most competitive era in blue jackets history
0: yeah a team that has only made it out of the first round once i believe
1: and they had to take
0: down tampa bay to do
1: it yeah (laughs) it's just for me that was the one that really caught my eye because i was like oh wow i i forgot that for such a long part of their history they just didn't do anything which again, I thought made when they went all in, hard all in at the deadline. I thought it was totally worth it. That fan base needed something to buy into. Yep, and they've recovered beautifully from it. They they've handled their business since,
0: for sure. Uh, they're they did not have the the falling out, the dropout that a lot of people thought they were gonna after that. Yeah.
1: They just never bottomed out. We kept expecting it and kept waiting for it, and we were like, "Look, they went all in. They they did this. They did that. They, this is going to happen, right?" It just never took place. They've they've been competitive, and now you know they've, I guess, technically won a playoff series against Toronto. Yeah, and then you know we'll see how good they are this year. But that one that one surprised me. Also, the Rangers surprised me, being right in the middle, because it felt like they were so good for such a long time.
0: Yeah, in Hank's prime, it felt like yeah. they were perennial contenders.
1: Yeah, so for them to have only been middle of the pack caught me off guard. Obviously, the abs being where they are. You remember their early two thousand success yeah. where they, they won lots of playoff series. The
0: vast majority of that comes from there, yeah.
1: Yeah, That that Chicago on here with three cups. But is
0: only 81 wins, yeah.
1: 30 Compared- wins behind Pittsburgh. Yeah, is like, and
0: gee. then you have the other major disparity, which is 51 wins, the least with a cup in Carolina, and San Jose, poor San Jose, 104 wins with no cups.
1: Well, in Carolina is the one that's interesting because every time they make the playoffs, they go, they win yeah, rounds. Yeah,
0: they have like big runs, but they just don't make it very often.
1: Right. It's like they they miss they miss out on the play the, the postseason several times, and then they make it. And okay, we'll see you in the conference finals.
0: Yeah. I'll, Florida Marlins ask a little bit
1: <laughs> straight up. Like they they were right in the middle of this, and it was like, wow, they. Fifty-one, huh? Yep,
0: it's a little surprising.
1: The other, the other part of this, the best Canadian team, yeah, Ottawa. Ottawa, the best Canadian team. Would that have been something that you would have thought had we looked at this list blindly? No. What I'm, I'm trying. Who was the were the
0: Flames the last Canadian team to make the finals?
1: Um, the Canucks. Oh, that's
0: right, that's right. And then they burned their city down.
1: Yep. That's right. Again. But not,
0: not many. The last 20 years, not many Canadian teams in the finals proper. You have the Canucks and the Flames did it, and it was in. You, you all know. Anyway, just a, a bit interesting to see that Canada hasn't really gotten that close outside of Vancouver to, yeah. to winning also- a cup.
1: It's also such a strange talking point that we get into every year where it's like, oh, all the Canadian teams are eliminated. Okay.
0: That matters to this, the Canadians.
1: Well, it's not like it's not like Maple Leafs fans are going to suddenly turn around and root for the Canadians to win if Montreal is the last team standing. They're not going to be like, for Canada. No, they're not going to do that. I, don't, like, I think a lot of Canadians do that, though. I think they're going to be like, F you guys, you're still the Habs and I hate your guts. <laughs>
0: I I I mean I think there's definitely some of that, but I think a lot of people just root for the Canadian team left as well.
1: I don't know how prevalent it is. I mean, I, like there are definitely dudes that do it, but I also wonder if that's just a column that we have to read every year because Damian Cox doesn't know what else to say at that point.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: You know, like I'm just not I'm just not sure if there's like that's like that's like his like sh- okay. It's that time of year. Fire that article up, baby. You know, yeah. I, I, yeah. Because yeah. I, I would never be like go Minnesota for the Central Division or anything. You know, I'd, no, it will be burning hell. No, I don't. I wish you no success.
0: <laughs> uh, interesting little tidbit. If if they go back one more year, Dallas would get a cup as well. And that that would mean the only Central Division teams without a cup are Nashville and Minnesota. And Winnipeg. And Oh, that's true, Winnipeg, yeah. But they weren't Winnipeg for most of this era.
1: I was also a little surprised that Winnipeg only had the 12. And then I thought about it, and I was like, okay, well, they missed the playoffs for a couple of years. They got swept by the Ducks that one year. They went to the conference finals that one year. And then I don't know that they've been out of the first round. Yeah, they Other they couldn't that, have been
0: like, because getting to the conference finals is guaranteed eight, right? So,
1: yeah, because they lost that series four two.
0: Yep. So. so that that was ten. So they have two wins outside of that run in the playoffs.
1: Hmm. Pretty brutal. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Oof.
0: Dude, they should. The Preds need to raise that banner. They got to add another one.
1: Yeah, the Preds were nineteenth, eighteenth on this list. I mean, cool. <laughs> Not. It's also two cups for the Kings. Like, yeah, true. Two 56 cups, six of them, and they had two cups. It's, it wasn't like they had the one hot run. You look at Washington, St. Louis, and Carolina. Yeah. You say, "Oh, well, that team just got hot one time." And went and did the thing. They got hot twice. Yeah, they got hot twice. They had Jonathan Quick. They won a cup when Jonathan Quick was one of the worst Stanley Cup winning goaltenders ever. Statistically, I mean, not yeah, I mean, right, matching on Jonathan right, Quick. Right. Sure. Jonathan Quick had one of the worst cup winning years for a starting goalie in modern history. And it was like, huh. And they did it as the eighth seed. Yeah, that was the eighth seed team that. Uh, came back three nothing on the Sharks.
0: Yep. What a difference. So,
1: well, and I say I wasn't surprised that Washington didn't have yeah. more because Washington, the the entire Ovechkin era, era they, yeah, they lose in the second round to Pittsburgh every year.
0: Yep. By twenty like fourteen or fifteen, like, that was the meme for Washington. Yeah.
1: It was just like they just they just couldn't they they kept finding their way to Pittsburgh over and over and over and over. <laughs> so, which, as we see here, went quite well for Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, Pittsburgh doing all right, picking up uh two of those cups being back to backs.
1: Even so, yeah, that's. I mean, that's the different. What's funny is, is that they they gave like they, the every, the league had like a five year head start on them because they were awful at the start of this. Yep, it was the end of Lemieux Yager, and then it was that five year period where they drafted at the top.
0: Eventually got Crosby, Malkin, and Flurry.
1: Yeah. And Jordan Stahl is the third overall. Yeah. Pretty good, pretty good uh, group of dudes to build around.
0: Turns out draft and develop works when you have high picks sometimes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You look at this. The. Gosh, the caps. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just, I'm actually blown away at how they, like, how early they lost so often. Yep.
0: I'd say it was like automatic, man, every year.
1: Yeah. I mean, a quarterfinal loss, a quarterfinal loss, a quarterfinal loss, and three semifinals losses. Yep. Conference semifinals, not.
0: Yeah. Not divisional.
1: Yeah. Not. (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. And then. They hire trots. They lose in the second round three years in a row, and then they win the Stanley Cup, and then they followed up with two first round losses. This is—I'm actually surprised at this because we again look. Like, this is a team that Washington, since the, in the Ovechkin era, has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight seasons with a hundred points.
0: They were one of the best regular season teams. Tampa the same way, honestly. Up until this year, they had that one cup from back in the early aughts. But for a long, long time, they were murderous in the regular season and just couldn't get the job done.
1: When Tampa, Tampa was so like all over the board because, you know, they won in the early 2000s. Like they win the Stanley Cup kind of kind of out of nowhere ish. Like that's a good team. But that group that group never really got close again. Then they miss the postseason. Then they go to a conference final. And then they miss the postseason and don't come close again. Then they lose a cup final and a conference final, miss the postseason, lose a conference final, have a great the greatest regular season in modern history and lose in the first round, and then win a Stanley Cup.
0: Just madness.
1: Like they are, they are such an all or nothing. Like yep. they, because you go in there, in that, in that time frame, in this 20 year time frame, they missed the postseason eight times. They missed the playoffs eight times, and they're still fifth on that list. But when they
0: make it, they're, they're kind of like Carolina. They regularly make the yeah. conference finals. They just do it a little bit more often.
1: Like They have a couple of early round flame outs on here, but multiple Stanley Cup. They've made three cup finals and one, two, three conference finals.
0: That's a lot of W's.
1: That's the eight times they missed the playoffs and six times they got to the last four teams. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they've been all over. All it's right. crazy, man. Um that's a that's such an interesting I don't know, I just think that's interesting that history we view it that way that it, it's worked out that way.
0: Well, On that note, we do need to take our second period break with Chevalier Mortgage. Mike and Virginia are not only diehard Broncos fans, they are also CSU alums, but they've supported DNVR for a long time as well as subscribers. They're a husband and wife team with over 15 years of financial services experience. You reach them at dnvrmortgage.com or call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578. Since your home is likely to be one of your largest assets in your mortgage, your largest debt, they believe it's vital to consider your full financial picture when purchasing a home. This includes considering your short-term and long-term planning goals, your investments, and your tax situation. Mike and Virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan situation for you. Again, head on over to dnvrmortgage.com and you can enter to win yourself a free DNVR shirt or hat when you do, but more importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, with Rudo and AJ here. Let's see, we got we got uh, a few more odds to show you here. Let me see if I can't uh, pull them up real quick here on the <clears throat> Heart Trophy. Of course, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Here as I'm I'm loading in, selecting the NHL. McKinnon is in second place at plus five hundred or or five to one odds, with McDavid in first with four fifty, so one to four and a half, or two and nine, I suppose, would be correct. We have some other names on here as I bring it up. Oh, we gotta zoom in on that a little bit. There we go. So you have McDavid, Drysaitel, and Matthews and Panarin at the top. That's the top five, followed by Kucherov closely, and then we see a, a pretty big drop down to Pedersen, Eichel, point. Continue on down the list. I like. <laughs> they have to specify which Sebastian Aho that they're talking about. I do. I do like yeah. that a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that gets me. That's fine. <laughs>
0: But that, nothing quite as crazy as the uh, the Norris Trophy here, I would say.
1: Yeah, no, none of us really. Uh, none of these guys. I mean, these are all kind of guys that you would expect to be in there, right? Best players on their teams, leading men. All of all of the guys that you know, top centers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Yep. So, what if we drift into the long shots a little bit? You have Rant in at plus five thousand. Keep on going Makar at plus 10,000.
1: Yeah. Um, McCarr and Landy's up there too. Yeah. yeah. But boy, how wild would it be if Gabe Landiscock had a heart like trophy season? 100-point season in a <laughs>
0: 56-game year or something
1: crazy. He wins the heart Nate doesn't.
0: Oh, man, that would be something else. I don't stay away from this area. Don't bet on those.
1: Yeah, I mean, Dowdy Kessel, Ekblad. Yeah, Tyler Sagan's on this list.
0: I'd take like, Dawling you know. over like all of those guys. Yeah,
1: definitely. <laughs> Vladimir Tarasenko and Tyler Sagan are on this list despite injuries. Yeah. All
0: Spooky definitely spooky spooky time down there
1: hey um, the landis Coggin mccarr of the same odds tells you what it's like for a defenseman and try to win this award because so many people are like defensemen have their own award and it's like yeah they have one of them but all the other awards are geared to forwards yeah defenseman there isn't even a defensive defenseman award there isn't even an award for defensemen who excel at defense (laughs) It's you have to score, you have to That's score minus. You have to score X number of points to even be considered. And Jacob Slavin wasn't even on the Norse odds. <laughs> so, yeah, this is, uh, I don't know, this is an it- interesting list.
0: The top was so strong, and then it just goes absolutely off the rails in the longer yeah. odds,
1: guys. It, it was it was almost like they just went out on the street and were like, "Do you follow hockey? Who's your favorite player?"
0: Name a hockey player. Yeah,
1: name a guy that you might have heard of.
0: <laughs> they they pick one from each city. Though. Yeah, <laughs> you have the. It, it does feel like that a little bit with eggplant I mean, have- thrown on there.
1: They have they Vashilevsky, have Point, and Stamkos on here.
0: Yeah. Watch
1: and the Kucherov.
0: Finals. Kucherov at up yeah. high, yeah. Boy.
1: Okay. Whatever.
0: If nothing else, this should tell you that hockey is tough to bet on. Yeah. Like, I I believe, like, statistically, it is confirmed the hardest to bet on of the big four, is it not?
1: Probably, wow. man. You, you look at who wins the cup. It's not very rarely. Do we ever look back and go, Oh my God. I can't believe they won the Stanley cup that year. Yeah. There will be teams where it's like, wow, I can't believe they did as well as they did. You know, Vegas in the expansion year. Yep. But that Washington won the cup that year. Nobody was shocked about it. True. It was mostly. It was mostly just like, well, it's about damn time fellas. Yep.
0: There is there is quite a bit of that. Despite the the parity in the league, there's usually a handful of teams that stand out. And one of them usually goes the distance.
1: Like like how how we get there, there are lots of surprises along the way. But at the very, very end, very rarely do we come out of it being like, Wow, they won the cup. Yeah. True. I mean, if it was ever gonna happen, you would think it would have been the COVID Cup, right? But And they then, yep and everybody was just kind of like yeah well you know they were the best team coming in
0: guess this cup is legit then <laughs> yeah like oh,
1: okay well <laughs> so
0: i don't think the seattle team will be as good as vegas
1: i i don't either but I think that the flat cap could open up some of the possibilities for them to do like what Vegas did with the Marchesault-Smith so Theodore I, trades.
0: Look, they could totally be a playoff team, but I don't think they're going to come back close to winning
1: a cup. I think that I think that they're going to be um, I based on what we looked at when we did it. Yeah. And and they should they should absolutely be able to make a playoff a, a team that competes, you know it might end up being like an eighty two point team, but they should be solid, right? I, I I feel like the days you look at what good did it do to the markets for Nashville and Columbus and Minnesota to just be, be so
0: yeah. off, yeah,
1: so long, yeah, they were it was bad. awful. Like, they were just loaded up with fourth-line guys. They just got crushed. This expansion, these two expansion cycles are designed to get these teams competitive and up and running, and that's awesome. Like
0: (laughs) I do wonder a little bit about plan of action. Like, I know originally Vegas was going into this with a long-term mindset, but you hire someone as GM or president or whatever he is like George McPhee. And you know, that guy likes to go for it. So when things started clicking into place, he went for it.
1: Yeah. And I don't, nobody there feels bad about it. The fan base has immediately latched onto that team. Um, they're, they're already the kind of success that, you know, I mean, we just look at that list that they, they've had quadruple the success of Florida in 3 years, yep. you know, like
0: I mean, Vegas it's hard, to,
1: it's hard to ever look at this the, these expansion experiences and say that they should not have more aggressive rules in every league when expansion happens inevitably again.
0: Yeah. If you want to actually grow the game into those markets, it right. makes a lot of sense.
1: You want to you want to drop a competitive team in there. That's how you do it. Have a have a more competitive Expansion style, and we saw with Vegas it worked well with Seattle. They're gonna have every opportunity to make it to make a good team. There are still gonna be GMs who overreact and do dumb things because that's what GMs do every single offseason. If you don't have the Jim Bennings of the world, you know, running teams, yep, you know, they're, they're, those guys have to be out there doing that. The thing
0: about Vegas, yes, they're exempt from this expansion draft, but right now. They're begging someone to take some of their caps. Yeah,
1: they, they they actually are in a position where they're like, "Uh, can we maybe get in on this? <laughs> a little, bit, they of, would love somebody a little to, bit of a cap uh, dump. Yeah. yeah,
0: they would love that. So they're definitely in a weird spot themselves.
1: And, yeah, I, and, and because the league is like no funny business, you're not going to see teams trading somebody to Vegas. To bury to bury a team or to bury a guy on Vegas and then like have him sent back or something. Right. Yeah. Because the league is gonna be like shenanigans. We're calling shenanigans. Sorry. Yep. Yep. It's
0: it's it's gonna be super interesting to see how teams navigate it with a flat cap, like you mentioned. Yeah. Because some teams are going to be in pretty dire straits. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, the, uh, look, the Islanders are going to struggle. Yep. There's, there's going to be good players available from the New York Islanders. There's no way around that.
0: Tampa they Bay was in players this year, and they're going to lose yeah. more in the expansion yep. draft. Like
1: <laughs> 100%, man. Like, they can't. Tim, I mean, you look at you look at the Islanders just off their defense. They've got four guys that they really like that they wish they could protect in Mayfield, Pellick, Pulak, and Letty. Yep. You know, it, it they it wouldn't kill them to lose Nick Letty and five and a half million dollars off their cap. Like they could live with that. But then at forward, you know, they're gonna have a guy like Jordan Everlay is gonna be available. They're gonna have good, like solid NHL players. Yep. That are gonna be that are gonna be hanging around. You know, they may not even protect Varley. They may expose Varley and be like, please take this guy if Sorokin has the kind of gear that they think he could. You know, like there's there's gonna be teams out there that need the that need the help that are gonna be like, just take the big contract. It's only for two years. He's a good player, do your thing. Yeah, it so
0: it'll be very interesting to say the least. Uh yeah. If you haven't checked out our, our mock expansion draft, highly recommend that episode over on YouTube.
1: Yeah. The last week we did a whole series of, of episodes about the expansion draft. From the simulation to what teams did during the Vegas draft to where the abs are, yep. we covered the shit out of it.
0: So if, if that's your, if that's your style, like the video, that helps us a ton subscribe to the channel. We really appreciate that. It helps us, but I guess, and final thoughts on the the oddities we've seen today in the NHL AJ. They're odd. They are odd. Definitely. I don't. Someone better at betting than me can probably make a lot of money on those Norris <laughs> betting things. But
1: yeah, there's uh four at two of 10 now.
0: There's four. All right. So they're moving quick. They're moving yeah. quick out
1: here. Yeah, we got to We got to get out of here so we can go do other things.
0: Indeed. There, there's some racing going on and, and we got to go watch it and get prepared to do our own thing. Yep. So Too true. Thank you everyone watching, listening, consuming the podcast. However you may, we appreciate all y'all every single day. We will be back tomorrow and then Thursday and Friday. I believe it's going to be Evan and I as AJ being all fancy moving into his new house. So we will see y'all on the next one.